Good morning, everyone. Harvest Ridge coffee in my cup. I hope you have a cup of Harvest Ridge coffee from Refreshment Services Pepsi as well. As always, thanks to them for sponsoring the Mary Griffith Show each and every weekday morning. So fill up with all the Pepsi products you can get in your grocery cart for Super Bowl Sunday and start your morning every morning with Harvest Ridge Coffee. We start the first Monday of every month with Kyle Moore, the Executive Director, President of uh, Gretif, Great River Economic Development Foundation. And this past month, we got a press release from Gretif. Something brand new had happened. And thank you for sharing. So tell us what's exciting and new in Quincy, please. Well, a number of things. First and foremost, uh, we did an announcement last week that we are circulating uh, housing petitions uh, for our housing survey. So we've been on many times talking about the need for quality, affordable housing here in the city of Quincy. And it's very much much a workforce development issue for us. And the fact that, you know, when we have 600 open jobs in our community, only 100 houses on the market at any given time, that, by its definition, is a housing shortage. And last year, Gretif was awarded a grant uh, with the state of Illinois to conduct a uh, um, assessment of our housing. We did a uh, – there was a housing portion of the uh, – strategic plan but that was in 2018 obviously the market has changed since then and so um, we submitted a request and and got awarded for uh, a study to look at one what are some programs that worked for our community to develop housing over the last 10 years what's working in other communities Um, a discussion with various amounts of stakeholders of what are some of the barriers that are keeping them from developing more. It could be housing, rental units, things like that. And then finally, sitting down with city and county leadership to talk, um, you know, what are some next steps for a housing plan that uh, they'd be willing to adopt, put those in a plan, and uh, go from there. So we're excited about that. So there's three surveys, uh, Mary. Uh, We have a community survey, which you can find on our Facebook, um, which is just for residents to ask, you know, have you had a hard time finding housing? What type of housing do you live in now? If you're going to be making a move in five to ten years, what type of housing would you like? And uh, then we have some, uh, we have a survey for stakeholders. Those are uh, home builders, uh, realtors, mortgage uh, industry folks. They can email us for that specific one. And lastly, we have an employer based. And so we've sent that out to our members to ask the employer how it's um, been for them to recruit people in the industry and if they've had challenges with housing. The problem with housing in Quincy is we need it across all segments, but it's harder when you're poor. You're supposed to spend only three times your annual salary on your home. So if you make $50,000 a year, you should spend, you should look for a $150,000 home, all things being equal. So the problematic becomes the average family income in Quincy, the last time I looked, was about $36,000, okay? So that means you're going to have just over a $100,000 home, a $110,000 home. A $110,000 home comes on the market, and it's gone in two seconds. In fact, most people are hardly even putting a for sale sign up. They just call their realtor. The realtor has a list of 20 people already Mm -hmm. that want to buy the house. So we've got this problem with the lower end. We also have problems with the higher end. I tend not to feel sorry, but sure. I know a doctor in town yes. is having a horrible time finding a place to live. Yeah, I don't cry big crocodile tears for him, but it is a problem. Yes. And he has decided he's going to stay in Quincy. He wasn't originally, but he likes it here so much after during his internship here. But now, let's say a year from now, is he still going to want to stay if he can't find a meaningful place 
for a person of his stature and income to live. So it's across all segments of our society that we need housing, low income, Mm -hmm. moderate income, and high income housing. Well, and and the needs uh, in the market change. And so what we've seen um, recently, I would say the last five to ten years, is you have a number of uh, individuals who want less maintenance for their house. So you're seeing more townhome developments in other communities where people could move in and they don't have a yard to maintain and they don't have to worry about the upkeep of, of their house, but they s- certainly have a little bit more room than your average apartment. And so, um, you know, what this study will do also is give, give us a um, a snapshot of our existing housing stock in our community, and then also um, if there's a need, which I believe there will be, uh, we'll have some pro formas that then we can take to local developers and show, hey, you know, it is profitable still even with the high cost to build a home uh, to do that in, in our community. And and this is also going to take a look at, you know, maybe there's some zoning issues that are getting in the way, so can we have um, uh increased density when it comes to housing. So, you know, the city of Quincy has setback requirements. They have lot requirements. But we're also seeing tiny homes and things like that are becoming more popular. So, you know, is there a way to get creative with that so we can get uh, more housing per lot? Um, And just this is a good conversation to have with our building community to say, you know, if you're building elsewhere, why are you? And is there something that the community, the city of Quincy and Adams County, because they're in this together, right? Um, and can our do. city limits, who cares? Exactly. I mean, yeah. If I'm going to work in town, I, I mean, I live right on the city. Well, I used to live right on the city limit. Now they've annexed about two blocks over, yeah. but still. You know, I live as far out as you can live and still live in Quincy. I'm glad I live in Quincy. I want our fire protection. I want our police protection. Cheaper water than if cheaper, you live outside. Cheaper water. Of, yeah. But, I mean, I basically live there because that's where my husband built his house. It didn't have anything to do with the choice. But you're right. I mean, the average person doesn't really care as long as they find a house they like. They're not so interested. Yeah. They do want to be in a good school district, et cetera, but, you know. Yeah, and, the, and the, the, the beautiful thing about our community is that we have taken care of our schools. And yeah. that was, you know, I remember, um, you know, when I was mayor in 2013, uh, the number one inhibitor to uh, people coming in our community were the ages of our schools. And the community did an awesome job of taking care of that. And, uh, you know, now, too, with the with the boundaries that were done, you know, almost ten, well, 10 years ago or 8 years ago, where now it's all divided equally on on economic and other issues. That's a wonderful thing. Then the second issue was a target. And uh, we're getting that. Um, so you know now it's got to now it's got to be housing and, and making sure that we have a, an abundant amount of housing uh, in our community. Yes, I want to place all my Target utensils in my brand new kitchen in my brand new home. One thing that you mentioned is zoning, and uh, let's have a frank discussion about that because I'm going to put on my total hypocrite hat now. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I'm very fortunate, not because of my. My ability, but because I married well, I live in a beautiful home. And recently we had someone, very reputable person, very wonderful person in the community, uh, very well thought of, bought some land, made major improvement by tearing down a dilapidated farmstead and wanted to put up, um, you know, rental units. And my neighborhood went crazy. We went to the zoning commission and we said, absolutely no, these are single family homes and they shall stay in the zoning commission. The zoning board agreed that it was zoned single family and it must stay single family. Well, that's your BIA, uh, but that's a lot less housing now that was going to be a, more affordable. So that's the problem. We've got to figure out everybody wants it, but not in my backyard. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, like I said, I'll put on my hypocrite hat right away because I sit here and we've been talking for four years how we need more housing, we need more housing. Uh, but I didn't want it next door to me. Uh, so um, this is a little bit problematic. But as you mentioned, part of it is um, those kind of buildings that were going to be built could easily be built on one or two lots scattered all around town. Well, correct. And I think you know, that empty, there's a lot of empty lots around town. I think, too, that there's a way to um, do a little bit better job of educating what multifamily housing looks like and, and what it means. So, for an example, a lot of times people uh, mean that it's going to increase traffic down the street, and, you know, that tends not to be the case as people um, have um, less cars that are going to use those type of housing. Uh, but also what I found just in, in conversations in the community are if you show people what you're going to build ahead of time and you sit down with them and address issues, um, we, you know, we had it on Cook's uh, on Locust Street down when I was on city council when, when those apartments were built. That hasn't really changed the traffic of that, but you have to, you, it does take a little bit of educating, especially if it's a new type of housing in a neighborhood or a community. And, you know, our job at the Great River Economic Development Foundation is really not to um, tell the city or county what they should do. It's to get our community leaders together and give them the landscape of what the issues are, what the possible solutions may be, and then help cheer our city and county leadership on as they make those decisions. And they'll know what's best as they're the elected officials. And so we're going to be more advocates than, than solutions at, at this point because we want to make sure that, that um, not everything is, that's on paper and not every solution is palatable and actionable in real life. Um, you can have the, all the dreams, but we want solutions. We want to move forward. And so that's what our role in this is going to be, Mary. And I think the other thing, you know, uh, the other thing that's very difficult, especially about rental units, it's one thing if you own your own home, but when they're rental units, the nicest people in the world could own them today and could sell the whole thing in five years to somebody. I mean, I think we all remember, you don't, Kyle, you're too small, too too young, <laughs> but when the Holiday Inn was built down here at 3rd and, you know, Maine, 2nd and Maine, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like the be-all and end-all nicest hotel in Quincy, Illinois. It's not the nicest hotel in Quincy, Illinois right now. Yeah. So, yes, things can change when ownership changes, and that's why zoning is so critical and that's where Adams County does have an advantage although they do have to keep that setback from the city of Quincy has some power over them but you know people that want to build you know multi-unit rental apartment housing can find a piece of farmland and go out and do it of course you got to hook up the water you got to hook up the sewer it's a lot cheaper to do it on Cook's Lane so there's all kinds of problems but that is always going to be problematic because We need housing, but the developer, the landowner, and the neighbors are three pieces of a pie that nobody can control, and they all have to come together. That's it. And the other thing that I I remind folks is we always would like lower property taxes, and the best way to do that is to have more development in our community on vacant lots. And so more development is going to help us all be able to afford our tax bill a little bit more each uh, year. And so that's that's one thing I always like to point to is, uh, you know, more developments will mean hopefully um, a decreased burden on each and every one of us. Has there been a vacant lot survey? I think there was one done recently because there are some beautiful homes that have gone up and some like you see the address, you're like, where the heck is that? Yeah. Then you drive by and somebody has built a gorgeous home. Down. I believe the city did that, and then they did a market a program um, 
for west of 18th Street for those vacant lots, and, and that's been a good program. And But also one of these things that we're able to do is take some perhaps private vacant lots and um, that are larger, and if we know that there's a certain type of housing mix that is needed, help market that opportunity if that private landowner would like us to to potential developers so maybe we can play a little bit of a matchmaker. That's the other thing. You cannot force people to sell the land. This old, or build. The, uh, yeah. This, this old farmhouse sat there, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. And now it's gone. And, yes, it is much improved. The vacant lot there is a much improvement. Unfortunately, the zoning wasn't, you know, the yeah. cart before the horse. So we'll see what happens. There could still be beautiful private homes built back there. I mean, that it's zoned for that. That could That could happen. That would help out a little bit on the higher end of the structure or maybe the medium end of the structure. But you're right. Um, There's so many opportunities. And I think out-of-towners see it because when you're born and raised in Quincy, people ask you where you live. And the minute you give an address, they've got in their mind good part of town, bad part of town, rich part of town, poor part of town. It's it's that's every nature. community, yeah. They, it is yes, every community yes. for the natives. Exactly for the natives. Exactly. When you move in, you know, when you move in from out of town, you don't necessarily mm-hmm. have those biases, and those are the people we want to attract new people into our community. Correct. Let them infill in quote the bad part of town, which used to be Millionaire's Row. Mm-hmm. So it's not the bad part of town. Yeah. It's just a part of town that's been a little bit neglected. I guess. Ha- yeah, that hasn't seen a lot of investment lately. That is for sure. Let's take a, a real quick break. When we come back, more with Greniff hey. and Kyle Moore. I'm sure there's a lot more to talk about. But do fill out that survey if you're a community member, if you're an employer, or if you need housing. Let them know what you need and what you can afford because – That's part of the problem. You can build something, but if nobody can afford to rent it, what's the point? We're back. Tuck Radio 930 WTAD. This is the first Monday of the month, and Gretif is always our guest on that uh, day. And lots of great things are happening in our community, economic development. I was just watching the president of the World Bank, I think, last night on 60 Minutes. And, you know, you might say, well, now, what in the world does that have to do with the Great River Economic Development Foundation? But, um We are more and more a global economy, and Quincy certainly is taking advantage of that. We have multiple interests in China and Brazil and all over the place. Um, So what else is happening with Gretif, and and, uh, how can we um, continue to grow our little tiny local economy here by taking advantage of what is happening globally. Well, this last month also, we were uh, a part of an announcement, which I think the community should be excited about, which is the uh, expansion of a new plant for a company called United Alloy out of uh, Janesville, Wisconsin. And uh, for your listeners, you know, Greta used to be, our primary mission used to be business attraction, and that was our our number one mission. Um, A few years ago, uh, right around the time when when I took over, our number one mission switched to town attraction to fill the um, over 600 open jobs that we have in our community. But that doesn't mean that uh, we're closed for business. And we were very excited when um, United Alloy called our office and asked for um, what was the available um, warehousing stock that we had in our community. And they had just expanded in Texas and were interested in expanding um, to parts here in the in, in the Midwest. They heard about Quincy's work ethic and that, you know, we have a lot of um, individuals with an ag background who are hard workers. And uh, we were able to find them. They, they originally wanted a, a pretty large building and we weren't, we don't really have, you know, 100,000 square foot facilities open. That's another issue for us. But we did have a, a 
building that was open um, because of a, a company had shut down, and uh, they are going to uh, move into this. Um, it was twenty four thousand square foot building off of Ellington Road. Uh, open up a new uh, you know, welding line, which is which is great. And their hope in a couple years, if all things go well, is to build a new manufacturing facility. And so that'll be another company uh, with investment in Quincy and another good employer, another good Midwest employer. So, you know, a lot of times um, if people don't realize we play again. We play matchmaker a lot. And this comp- this uh, building owner had called us earlier in the earlier in 2022 and said, hey, I had a tenant that moved out. If you know of anybody uh, that that needs some space, let us know. And sure enough, we get a call from this company in um, in Wisconsin that needs it, and we connect them with that. So we're very happy to uh, to be able to do that. And at the end of the day, too, I always tell folks, when you have out-of-town companies wanting to invest in your community, that, that's, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. How did they direction. hear about us? You know, I mean, I'm sorry. My family, we're from Janesville, Wisconsin. There you go. I know how we heard about Quincy. But, I mean, okay, come on, Kyle. Who heard, you know, a friend told a friend told a friend. How did these people even know Quincy existed? From well, from, from what they told me, they had uh, an individual that was from Quincy that works in their plant and was, was talking about the work, work ethic of, of Quincyans. And so that's, that's what was told to me. I, I, I That's think great. that yeah, and so the word of mouth is good. And and listen, I I think I I think that when we get when we have a vacant building and we can have a new investment in it, in it we can have it be filled to life, and then we can have somebody that, that um, can take another piece of vacant land in the future and build a new facility. Those are all good 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 news for our community. It's ironic they need welders because that's what we need. We're out of time for today, but that is great news. That alloy, uh, I got that press release. Yes, I thought you maybe would wait till today to announce it on the Mary Griffith Show, but <laughs> I understand you have your own pressing interest. So thank you very much. I'll thank see you, you Mary. next month. I look forward to it. We are back. Talk Radio 930 WTAD. One of my favorite events. I just had my tickets delivered to me personally. One of my favorite events that I go to every year is the American Business Women's Association Mardi Gras Dance. You would not believe the costumes that some of these people come up with. They are really fantastic. This is going to be uh, coming up, and it is on, um, you know. February 25th. February 25th. There it is way down there for my little bitty eyes not to be able to see. February 25th from 6 to 11 at the Atrium on 3rd. We have lovely representatives from the American Business Women's Association Club. Let's start with you first, since you have... Uh, some experience. Our newbie here is, I can tell, is scared to death, but we haven't lost one yet. Go right ahead. Hi, um, I'm Jillian Starman, and I am the current president of the American Business Women's Association here in Quincy, the Quincy Charter Chapter, and we have been in Quincy 60 years this year. We just had our 60th anniversary in November, and uh, we are coming up on our fifth annual Mardi Gras dance event. And this is our biggest fundraiser of the year. And this year, um, a portion of our proceeds are going to support the Quincy Children's Museum. Oh, wonderful. That is a great cause. And introduce yourself, please, and tell us all about yourself. I'm Erin Niekamp. I am this year's uh, current treasurer and uh, have been the treasurer for two years. Um, 
And I work for American Family Insurance okay, in Glitzy. Yeah. Good, get a good plug in for your business. Absolutely, absolutely. This takes a lot to plan and get going, but it is a lot of fun. And really, we don't have that many Mardi Gras things around uh, to celebrate. We haven't got as many. We used to have a lot of Mardi Gras stuff, and you guys five years ago kind of resurrected this. We're getting a few right. more things. But this event on February 25th is just going to be fantastic right after Fat Tuesday. So uh, everybody can come out and enjoy. The food is always fantastic. Tell us about that. Yeah, we have uh, heavy hors d'oeuvres that are created by Boki's Kitchen, and she does an amazing job. Uh, We started with her last year, and we were just blown away with uh, what she has to offer. So uh, really looking forward to it this year. Um, We also have our live band, which is raised on radio. And uh, this year we have... uh, a new thing. We are actually going to do a live auction this year. And uh, we have uh, four guard, uh, losing my tongue this morning, four cardinal tickets. Um, we haven't heard yet whether the, where those are located, but we should hear that in the next couple of weeks so we can announce where those are. We also have a birthday package, which is the Children's Museum is donating their space. We have uh, brown sugar pastries that is donating a cake, and pumped up balloons and beyond is donating balloons. So, so I can walk away with a cake for sure that night. <laughs> or you or, could have or, your birthday or a certificate, <laughs> or a certificate to get a cake uh, at, right. at, at a later time. Right. And then our our last one um, is our date night package, which the atrium has donated a jacuzzi room and a bottle of champagne, and tiramisu has donated a gift certificate for dinner. So. If nothing else, you can bid on your date night package. Well, uh, you know, it was so unfortunate last year. I managed to get the bid in for the purse that I got. It was just great. But then we had to leave before my husband could get his fishing rod that he wanted. It was so tragic. So maybe this year he'll get that jacuzzi weekend for for me, and you know, I think he'd rather go fishing. But uh, anyway, there's romance of uh, romance uh, at hand. Tell us how we can get tickets for the Mardi Gras dance, please. Okay, so um, we will be at uh, Farm and Home on um, the weekend this weekend from start Friday and Saturday. Or I'm sorry, Saturday and Sunday. Um, they will be there selling tickets. It is um, one for five or five for twenty dollars. Um, those dance tickets as well will be on sale. Those are twenty five dollars a piece, um, or you can buy a table of eight for one hundred and seventy five dollars. Um, we also have the with the um, raffle tickets that we will be selling for the uh, one for five or five for twenty. Those will include a blackstone griddle along with a meat bundle from EOI, and then as well as a gift certificate from Farm and Home for $150. Okay, so let me get this straight. This Saturday and Sunday, you'll be out at Farm and Home. Everybody can pick up their dance tickets, which are $25 a piece. You do not have to wear a costume. My husband wouldn't come if he had to. But you don't have to wear a costume, but you can. And there will be a mask contest there as well. do, Do that. And then there's also this fabulous raffle, and you can buy tickets for the raffle Saturday and Sunday at Farm and Home, even if you can't attend the dance. Yes. You don't have to be present to win. Yes. And there's two locations in Quincy that have the tickets for the um, dance that are full-time. You can walk in and get those. Uh, One is American Family Insurance on 9th and Broadway, and then the other one is at um, 30th and Main, 
and that is at Shelter Insurance for Lisa Freed. Okay, sounds fantastic. The Mardi Gras dance is uh, February 25th from 6 until 11 at the Atrium on 3rd. The food is fantastic. I can attest to all this stuff. There's a cash bar, and the line's not real long. There's Raised on Radio is playing. Uh, it's just going to be a fabulous evening. Yeah, and we have one other thing that's new this year. <clears throat> the atrium has let us um, sell bottles of wine for $25, and then $5 off the top of that goes directly to the Children's Museum. Okay. So come buy wine bottles for your table and donate money to the Children's Museum. Okay. We'll call ahead and make sure they have the kind of wine I like. I'll make sure of it. Thank you so very much, ladies, for coming in. Appreciate it. Great, very much, appreciate it. We've got to talk about what's happening at the Legacy Theater. That's coming up in just a minute. Stay tuned. Well, I'm hoping beyond hope I didn't just hang up on my phone guest. Tell me Joyce Waringen is there. Please, Joy, are you there? Oh, I... I can. You're coming in loud and clear. I thought I maybe hit the wrong button. You know, I've only worked here 35 years. One of these days I'll learn how the joint works. You know, I am so excited. Um, the Mary Griffith Show, I've just named myself a friend of the Legacy Theater. I can do that, you know. You don't have to name me. I name myself. Uh, I am so high on the Legacy Theater. I want to promote everything you do. Every show you have this year, we're going to have somebody on to talk about it. But the first thing that's coming up is this Saturday, February 11th, a very free event at the theater. Appetizers at a cash bar. And if you want to throw a little money in the till, I don't think they would uh, dissuade you from doing that. It gets underway at 630. So, Joy, just tell us what's going to happen at this showcase on Saturday, February 11th in Carthage. Uh, we had a very successful year last year. And, and so we're just ready to kind of put everything out there for all of our patrons to uh, to come and enjoy and learn about what's on tap for this year. So uh, we call it the uh, the Legacy Theater Showcase 2023, and we will be starting at six o'clock at the theater here in Carthage. And um, it's totally a, a free event. You walk in the door, and you'll get some information to kind of guide you through the the evening. Uh, from 6 to about 6.30, we will have uh, complimentary refreshments that will be served on trays in, in the lobby and uh, in the, the hallway leading up to the theater. And um, we will have a cash bar provided by Lake Hill Winery, The Wood here in Carthage, and Baxter's Vineyard uh, in Nauvoo. And so they will be uh, offering... Uh, wine and beer for sale, as well as we will have uh, bottles of water available. And so we'll kind of uh, mingle, we'll uh, talk about just what's what's going on, and then at 6.30 we will gather into the theater, and we have a combination of videos and live entertainment um, during the course of the evening that will outline for you all of the shows that are coming up for our 2023 season. So we're very excited about this. We worked with um, Phil Wise from Western Illinois University, who the wonderful videographer, and our uh, performers have provided us with video of their acts. So we will have uh, a little bit of talking and welcoming, and then we will have a, uh, a live performance by, uh, first of all, by Duke Ausler from 
McComb, who's a wonderful Americana country singer, songwriter, and he will perform briefly. And then we will have a video that shows some of the other, some other tribute shows that we will have coming, such as our Garth Brooks tribute, our Martin Gaye tribute, our Michael Jackson tribute. And then we will have a, a, some more comments. And then uh, T. Heberlein from Quincy is going to be our next performer, and he's a stand-up comedian as well as a, uh, a very hard worker down there in Quincy. And so he will do uh, some live comedy for us, very, very funny but very family-friendly. And then that will lead us into our second video that showcases some of the more unusual acts that we're having this year. Uh, one is Eric Jones' Magic. One is Dry Bar Comedy. So we'll have some stand-up comedians coming this year. And the last one is Puppy Pals, which is a America's Got Talent uh, finalist winner uh, with uh, rescue dogs, and it's just a fantastic, fun show. So we'll have video of those. Then we'll have a few more comments, and then we will have another Quincy gal, Liz Bentley, that I think everybody down in your listening area is probably familiar with, and she will perform again. And then we will have um, another video highlighting our tribute to Selena, along with some original up-and-coming artists, uh, Angie Kay from Nashville and Sal Valentini, Valentinetti, there we go, uh, who is a, another America's Got Talent Golden Buzzer winner, and he will be crooning uh, ballads and uh, in kind of the uh, Bing Crosby, uh, Frank Sinatra style, along with wonderful Christmas uh, songs. So that will fill out our show and our list of shows for the for the season. And then um, you'll have a form that, that you can fill out and give to the box office. And then at your leisure, Bonnie will call you back and uh, let you know, uh, you know uh, or help you uh, buy tickets for these shows. We don't want a big jam at the box office when this is all done, but we want people to be able to indicate one shows they might be interested in. And then Bonnie will call you back if you would like. Yeah, maybe so, get Garth Brooks. Maybe get Garth Brooks under your belt and then figure it out from there. Because that is the one thing about the Legacy Theater, and I cannot stress this enough, is an almost all-volunteer organization. The box office, you know, has a part-time employee. And so it's just a wonderful, eclectic year. I mean, Garth Brooks, Selena, Michael Jackson, puppies jumping through hoops, people making things vanish on the stage. Uh, you know, exactly. you've got everything you possibly could want. And uh, some people will go to every show. Some people will go to one show. But the most important thing is they can come up this Saturday evening and learn everything there is to know. And then they can start planning to get their girlfriends and their spouses and their families together to enjoy this because, uh, it does take a little bit of planning because you only have these shows usually for one day, one performance. That's right. A couple of them, we've got the church basement ladies this year, and they like to do two shows because it's such an elaborate stage that they set up. And um, But that's that's about uh, the extent of it. So, yes, we, we want people to, to get their their tickets and know what's, what's coming. The thing I really like about this is some of these performers, I mean, everybody knows what Garth Brooks' 
tribute is going to sound like. Angie Kay is rather new. She is outstanding. And, um, you know, that people will get an idea. Maybe they don't know her, but they'll see her video and think, oh, you know, maybe we want to think about that. So yeah, at one point in gives, time, nobody uh, knew who Garth Brooks was, so. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and these, these uh, you know, names that maybe aren't quite so familiar, but our, our committee has worked really hard to select shows that they think will really go over in in this area and and yet have a variety so that we hit everybody's interests and uh, we hit those uh, interests for children as well as adults and uh, we're just really looking forward to the to the season and this is one way to to kind of spread it all out there and and celebrate what's coming up this year well i think it's a great idea it is the 2023 showcase it is saturday night february 11th absolutely free at the legacy They'll have some appetizers. You can buy some of the local wines and beers. At 6.30, the program begins with Duke Ausler from Macomb, uh, the comedian T. Heberline of Quincy, and, of course, Liz Bentley with her beautiful guitar. And so those three local people will be performing, and you'll get the videos of everybody else who's going to be on the stage uh, this year at the Legacy Theater. How critical is it? that you come close to selling out every concert, every performance, because you're doing this and trying to keep the cost of this entertainment as low as possible. Right. That's that's a good point. You know, when, when you sit in that theater and it's full, it makes you feel like, boy, the Legacy Theater is really rolling in the money. And we're, But it is really important that we have full houses because last year we had a wonderful season we were the the cost of the shows less uh plus the net from all of that was about $40,000 which sounds like a lot but that's not a lot to run the whole theater so in addition to having full houses we need people that are willing to to make donations to make uh to help with sponsorships and we do a lot of work with grants so that we can operate and still keep the price as low as possible for our customers. It's a, it's a real uh, good balance in there. But but the first and most important thing is is having people to come and enjoy our shows because that's that's what we're all about. That's why we do this. Well, you do it great. Uh, like I said, I can't gush any more than I already have. You won't be interested, perhaps, in every single one of these saw of these performers, but you'll love. What they do with the if you want to, if you're a Garth Brooks fan, mark your calendar now for Saturday, March 11th at 7 p.m. I'm sure that show will sell out. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. And like you said, tickets are going very rapidly yeah. for that. So if people are interested, they need to be calling uh, Bonnie at the at the box office right now. Absolutely, get your tickets now. And of course, come up on Saturday, February 11th for the free event. Starts at six. At 6:30, everybody will go into the theater and be entertained. Thank you so very much, Joyce Waringen, for everything you do as a volunteer. I know that it takes a whole village up there in Carthage to make this happen, and you guys are hitting it out of the ballpark. This year's uh, lineup couldn't be any better. And, folks, you stay tuned to WTAD, and we'll keep telling you about what's coming up next at the Legacy Theater. And don't forget to get your tickets. You can go online at The Legacy Theater, uh, The Legacy Theater, or you can call the box office at 217-357-9479. That's 357-9479. Have a great day, Joy. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. 
We're just ahead of Fox News at the top of the hour. I do want to thank, uh, again, my vacation last week could only have happened uh, because Scott Hardy sat in for me, so I'm very, very happy that he was able to do that. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the Community Foundation, and uh, then we're going to talk with Lori Cruz on Thursday about the fairy tale tea, and Altruz has got a trivia night. So all this stuff is coming up. You'll hear all about it here on the Mary Griffith Show.